The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good night. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, keeping women connected on air with conversation and information. And joining me is my co-host, Lauren Deller-Blake. She's a business coach, expert on women entrepreneurs, CEO and founder of Big Fish Nation, committed to helping women entrepreneurs create financially successful and, of course, sustainable businesses. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I'm wonderful. How about you? So am I. Uh, Let's talk about what we're going to be... Uh, doing on the show this morning. Got a couple things coming up right now. One thing is your blog, which um, I went to your blog, bigfishnation.com, bigfishnation.com, and you can go to Lauren's blog. And you talked about go bold and be bold, and this is in reference to women and their businesses, about being bold. And I think a lot of you women out there, I know myself, sometimes for whatever reasons, it's difficult for us to take the bold step. I know I have that problem. I get comfortable in my work and what I'm doing, and then to take my business to the next level and do something really bold is kind of scary stuff. So let's talk about how you can do that. And then next, our guest is Ina Siegel, and you can go to inasiegel.com. Ina Siegel is the author of The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness. Um, always want information about that. She addresses a lot of things, but what she, Ina does, Lauren, is she's able to, she has this what she calls uh, intuitive healing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And intuitive healing, I guess, is she can look at somebody and get a feel, and she's going to tell us how she does how she does this for what's wrong with them and what's <clears throat> causing them to be ill or causing them pain. She deals a lot with pain management. So, uh, since we are a nation of uh, people filled with pain, both psychic and physical. Uh, she's a good one to have this on the show. Anyway, she's written uh, two books, one a bestseller. She's from Australia. Interesting. Uh, so the secret language of your body is considered Bernie Siegel. You know who he is. Uh-huh. The guru of integrative medicine is the essential guide uh, to restore your body to its healthiest state and assist you to heal your life. And she has ten essential principles for us to be able to do that. But first, let's go to your blog, Big Fish Nation dot com and talk about bold action. What does bold action mean in uh, in, re- in reference to some, to your business? What does that mean? Why do we need to take a bold action? What and, and if we do need to, how do we do it? First of all, I think you you talked about it really beautifully. In other words, we get sort of comfortable in our own little world of you know checking email, responding, responding is a key word, responding to voicemails, responding to emails. And at the end of the day, it's a full day and we feel busy. 
um, maybe not productive but busy. So there's not a fulfilled feeling in there. So a bold action is when we consciously think about what it is we want to accomplish, is it aligned with the bigger vision of where we'd like to go, and we get out of that comfortable place and take, you know, take a bold action. So to do something that is always outside of our comfort zone is bolder than we typically are, and maybe it makes us a little bit afraid, um, but it's definitely something that's out of the normal day of routine, the normal routine. Okay, have you done that recently? Have you taken a bold action? I do it all the time. Give us an example. Um, the, my favorite one in the past, well, there's been, actually, I did one just last week that I had a response to. So, you know, it's Oprah's kickoff season last week, uh, Monday. You, I'm sure every woman knows that, that, you know, keeps an eye on Oprah. Did you know that? It's her kickoff I season. I knew that because I was listening to Howard Stern, and Howard was talking about Oprah, and he was so upset with her show because he's always criticizing Oprah, but <laughs> it's, because uh, <laughs> well, he said, Oprah's I'm jealous of Oprah, I'm not Monday. And as Oprah. I mean, he's always, that's, and he admits to it. So he said, you know, she was on the show, she had Paul Simon on the show to kick off her last year, and he said half the audience didn't know who Paul Simon was because they're too young. Exactly. I didn't know who he was. I mean, that's not true. I didn't know who he was. But, and so yeah. anyway, something prompted me in my email last week to check out something on her website. I don't know. Some triggered me. Something triggered me to do so. And she was looking for stories about a particular guest that had impact on, on you know, the person, the reader, that was the, the viewer that was watching the show. And I have had one particular experience this particular this year that I thought, you know what, I'm going to send it in. It's totally. I'm going to take the time to do it. It was late one night, you know, ten, eleven o'clock at night, and I thought I'm going to just take five minutes and pop an email. It was a bold action. I normally it was late. I should have gone to bed. It was like, you know, let me push this one more thing, and I told the story, and they emailed me back yesterday, actually Monday. So I have a lot of follow up to do. They're interested in the story. They like it. But the bold action is always taking that, making that phone call or doing, sending that email or picking up the phone to have that conversation that's out of your comfort zone that you normally wouldn't do. And it always has impact. I shouldn't say always. Sometimes it falls flat, and it just means pick, pick yourself up and do it again. So you actually, in the middle of the night or 12 o'clock at night, you emailed Oprah with an You're not going to tell us what that is. I'm not going to yet, No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really curious. I'm not going to yeah. let you go with that one. You I emailed her, and uh, yeah, I emailed, and it was it was one of those spontaneous bold actions. Now that's not typical for me. I tend to have more thought out, um, aligned bold actions. Um, you know, of you know, I'm trying to, you know, get more hits on my website, get more traffic, so I'll get more. You know, what's a really bold way to do that? So you know, that's a little bit more strategic. But sometimes I think there's things that happen that. It's just, you know, why not do it? And I'll say to clients, why not do it? And they'll say, well, I don't know. And I'll say, well, hang up the phone right now and make that phone call and call me back. I've done that lots of times. That's a bold action. So bold action that you keep putting off. It can mean the kind of thing that you did. You had a suggestion for Oprah. You, 12 o'clock at night, you emailed her and you got a response. Yeah. Um, You never know. The other one is more strategic, you're saying, is where you're in business and you really, you sit down and more part of your business plan, I I would imagine. Isn't that it? Like the bold action would be, okay, I'm at this point, but now I've got to take it to another level. Yeah. It may be, in other words, you've always wanted to write a book, so finally, rather than just thinking about it, you you search out publishers and actually make a phone call to one or um, find a publicist. You know, that's a bold action. And sometimes we think about the book forever and it never gets done, but you have to take the action that actually has someone say, here's your deadline. 
So then, okay, let's talk about those because then they're very specific. What you talk about on the blog or what you write about on your blog is that, that these specific things, when you're taking a bold action, what you actually have to do in order to accomplish that. And one of the things that you mentioned, or you mentioned several, there are five different things. One of them is accountability. Yeah, big What does time. that mean in terms of taking a bold action in your business? Well, accountability is critical. You know, one a particular client that I'm working with right now, she... Um, has a deadline for a book. She's writing a book, and she said to me, "I said we need to talk, you know, this week or next." She says, "After Wednesday, it's my it's my deadline for my publicist." Deadlines and accountability. When you know you're going to check in with somebody about something, will help you do it. It's the biggest reason to hire a coach. You know, to know that someone's going to check in and say, "So, how did that go? How is that going?" Accountability is just so critical because you know someone's going to ask. Substituting mom and dad, like when you were a kid, who wanted to know whether you got your homework done or whether you were studying so you could get that A. But this time, it's like your business coach. It's you can't keep procrastinating, putting it off. You've got somebody there, and maybe it, particularly, you know, you have a business coach. It's not just psychological, Lauren. It's like you're paying for this business. Exactly. Coach. You're paying a lot of money. Exactly. So if you want to, if you're going to pay for it, then you might as well follow through with their their advice, their suggestions, and, and so it, it does make you accountable for taking that bold step. It does. It's so, accountability, in my opinion, is critical because we could say we're going to, you know, um, build, a bo- build a board of advisors. That's another um, nice, big, bold action that a lot of entrepreneurs think about doing but very seldom take the steps to do. We could think about it, talk about it with friends, but we don't actually do it. You know, so to have a data, I will have this complete by such and such date is critical and have someone check in with you. So the biggest uh, impediment to not taking a bold action would be what? I don't want to take a bold action because I am afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm afraid I'm going to make a fool of myself, uh, whether it's calling Oprah's people or, I mean, this, you know, whatever it is in, your, in one's particular business. Like, I'm, I just, I'm too terrified to do it. Or I'm afraid if I, that if I take the bold action, someone will have to uh, uh, take more action, and I'm going to have to maybe invest more money in my business, take more time, whatever. So those fears, too, maybe prevent one from taking a bold action. Definitely. And also, I think it's the other way around. I think some people are afraid of having life change. And they might be not be loving life, but it's comfortable. There's so many reasons. Fear of failure, fear of success. I just think there's so many reasons. Fear of being embarrassed. There's so many weird fears out there that women, we make up, not women, people make up. So we have to examine those if we're not taking the bold action, don't we? I mean, you have to look at why am I not taking it, um, and maybe you have to, one has to explore that. Like Definitely. I think, well, especially if it's been a couple, like I'm working with one particular woman right now, She's and it's a repeat. In other words, I worked with her years ago, and she feels like she's sort of back to the same old, same old, and she has three very specific bold actions in my mind, and she is not doing them. So she emailed me yesterday and said, I'm not doing them, why? And I said, you know, I asked her that question, either what are you afraid of, you know, or what, and she was afraid of failure, afraid of it's not going to work. So rather than fail, stay where you're comfortable. Exactly. And, 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 you know, you know what you, you know what you have, even if it's not exact, even if, even if you really don't feel comfortable with it, because sometimes I think there's that nagging feeling. I'm able to do this. You know, I'm, my business is going along. It's okay. But you don't really, there's some kind of attention there because you do want to take a bold action. So you're not really totally comfortable. No, I think every, everybody wants, I think it's the natural, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the natural desire for people is to grow. 
and to take a business, you know, to grow something, to make it better. Natural inclination. It's just the natural place that we're wanting to go. However, it's more fearful to go there than it is to stay where we are because it's safe or good enough. Yeah, safe or good enough, but as women, and let's, let's give the example of our kids because we're, you know, we still, I think, take primary responsibility for the kids. When we, with our children, we have, most women, and I, and I know, and I know I was that way, um, I had no difficulty coaching my kids and prompting them to do better, whether do better in school or better at sports or better at art or music or whatever it was. I was always helping them to do that, and I felt very comfortable doing that, more comfortable in helping them and coaching them than doing it for myself. It's so true. And that, what's interesting about that is the real way to have kids or kids that grow into adults do it by themselves is to have you do it for yourself so they're going to be inspired to do it for themselves. That's, you're right. That That's true. And, and I think I have to think about that one. I want to, we've got a couple more minutes. Well, we don't really. So we, we only covered the first one. But if you want to find out or you want to read more on Lauren's blog, go to Big Fish Nation, bigfishnation.com, because there are a lot more things you can do besides being accountable so that you can be go bold and be bold in your business. Um, coming up next, is Ina Siegel. She's author of The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness. So if you're concerned about your health or your wellness and you want to do something about it and take a little bit of a different approach than that kind of uh, mainstream medicine, uh, stay tuned. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. You're listening to World Talk Radio and voiceamerica.com. We'll be back in a minute. News. 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 Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnist. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. 
The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Sox, your social worker with a microphone. You're listening to World Talk Radio and VoiceAmerica.com. Uh, joining me is Lauren Beller-Blake. Lauren is a business coach. She's an expert on women entrepreneurs and founder of BigFishNation.com. Lauren, since we don't have our guests right now, let's keep talking about uh, taking bold action because I think that's really important. Um, and we, you and I only got we don't we got to the first piece of this, uh, which is if one wants to take bold action in their business, they must be accountable. Definitely. We talked about accountability. What about intention? Because that's something that you mentioned on your blog. If you want to be bold, you have to have intention. What does that mean? Well, intention is something that I talk about all the time, and it seems like an odd word, I think, for people to say, well, what does she mean when it comes to business and comes to setting goals and making progress? Well, I always feel like it's very typical to set goals. Like I want to, you know, uh, there's so, always so many. Buy a new car. I want to... Um, you know, write a book. So these actions, these to-dos are just the goals. They're the things that we check off and they're complete. But when we've set an intention around it, in other words, I would like to have, my intention is to write a bestseller or my intention is to buy a green car, you know, environmentally friendly car. The intention is about our way of being in which we approach it. And I think that is just absolutely critical. It has us step into more of a success-minded um, person when we go about doing that, that work, whatever it is. So intention is a way of being, to think about how we're going forward with it. You can write a book and just write, or you can write a book and say, my intention is to have it be a bestseller. Very different. So do you think that most people spend too much time? I think this is where a lot of people get stuck with intention, not really un- not defining that specifically, what is my intention? I think um, many people don't define that, and that's what we do. Like, in other words, um, our intent, intentions are different, and no one can tell you what your intention should be at all. But intentions are a really important way of thinking about who are you being. So, in other words, we might be going through the process or the right steps to make something real, but we're not really stepping into a fully, you know, a full way of being in to create the success we want. Does that make any sense? Yeah. If you put that, tell us, give us examples, because I always think it makes sense, but then it becomes kind of academic unless we have specific examples, and you have lots of them because you're working with these women entrepreneurs all the time, or either I love your own, you know, or give us a personal story. But The one that I love to use that I use every year around my health category is um, my intention is to be buff. 
and everybody always laughs at me, like, Lauren, that's a crazy intention. But I'll, So let me explain how that intention works. If I do my goals that I would like to do over the course of the year, you know, working out three times a week with weights, getting my, do get my cardiovascular in four or five times a day, I'm sorry, a week, um, not a day, please, I don't have time for that. So in other words, if I do those things, it will make me buff. In other words, that's, it will physically, that's where it will take me. However, on the other flip side of it, if I think about wanting that intention and having, like, becoming buff, then it is a motivator to go do it as well. In other words, you can't wait till the end of the year to do it. You don't turn into that person. So it's sort of like bookends at either side of the action. I like that. Bookends at other side of the action. Got it. Okay, so that's intention. Now I understand it. Um, Timeline. Timeline's real important because, you know, if you say, well, it'll take me 20 years to do this. I don't know. Is that practical? I want to get my business off the ground, be bold, and take a bold action. 20 years? I don't think so, right? You need some kind of a timeline. Well, you know, some people do take 20 years to get something up and running, but it didn't have to take that long. I think so many things happen so much more quickly when we actually set our mind to it, set an intention that is, you know, high level and productive and take action and have accountability around it, things take a lot less time than we think, and we make up that they take a lot longer. You know, I might have a list of writing a proposal for somebody, for example, and it always, oftentimes things like that hang over our head. It's going to take us all, you know, all day, all evening. Well, if you just get single-minded about it and focus on just that one thing, it can be done in a half an hour and 45 minutes sometimes. The biggest projects, we make them huge in our minds. When we sit down and focus, they can be done rather quickly. But, Lauren, how do you know what a timeline is for specific businesses? I mean, it, are there guidelines for it? Give us an example. I mean, like if you have, because different businesses, obviously, they take slower to build. I think today with the Internet and all this, you know, you don't have the brick-and-mortar kinds of businesses in the same way. The timeline gets shorter, does it? I, mean, I think it does get shorter, and I think the Internet does speed things up. And I also think being... Um, you know, timing is, we never know about timing. I always think that we make up what we think the appropriate time is, and, you know, the world has a different plan for us. You know, and sometimes it's shorter, and sometimes it's much longer. But if we're not happy with the timeline, step up the accountability. Step up the bold actions. All right. So we've got a timeline. We've got to step it up. How does it play out in terms of, how does it play out, Lauren, in terms of the different, and I always bring this uh, I th- topic, I think, it always comes into play, but you have different women entrepreneurs. You have them at different, you have Generation X, you have baby boomers, you have people used to having different kinds of timelines. Um, does that make a difference? Like when you get these like women in their 20s and 30s who have been online all the time, do things very uh, in a very different way than, say, a baby boomer, uh, 45, 40 to plus, um, and they do things slower. They don't. I mean, slower is a bad word, but they have a different kind of a, a mental timeline for getting things done or for getting somewhere in their businesses. Does that make sense? It does, and it doesn't have to. Like, I think that we make. I have. I'm working with a woman right now who's been in business. I, you know, I don't know her age, but I'm guessing around 50. And um, she's, she hired me with her, with her for a six-month very specific um, goal, and that was to get her new business. She's been in business a long time, to get her new business off the ground. And I love that she had a finite time around it. By X amount of time, she wants this next business up and running, and she doesn't even know what it is yet. I love that. 
So this part, I don't think it has, you know, we make up that things take longer, things take shorter. There's another story, you know, that guy, um, I love this book, uh, Shit My Father Says. Have you seen this book yet? Yes. And, you know, that particular book and business came about in five minutes, you know, literally. (laughs) You know, he starts tweeting online and all of a sudden, you know, that business, he's got a business and it was really brought to him because... you know, he wasn't intending to go create a business from it, but it turned into it because someone else saw it for him and sort of put the structure there. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting because I think the, the genesis of a lot of these businesses today are so different than they used to be. I agree with that. Yeah, on Morning Joe this morning on MSNBC, they had a writer from The New Yorker who had interviewed uh, uh, was it Mark Zuckerberg, or he, the kid who um, created Facebook. Do you know who he is? I do, yeah. I want to say, uh, uh, Mark, is it Mark? Mark K, Mark uh, Kirshner or something. Yeah, it's, it's um, anyway, he is the the, uh, the creator of Facebook. And yeah, and he, he invented it for his family. Well, he's 26 years old. He was uh-huh. at Harvard when he did this. Actually, he was apparently sued by two other um, students saying that they had the same idea. Uh, and that he took the idea from them or whatever, and I think he did settle for like $65 million with, with the other two students from Harvard. But um, this is the first time in the history, in the history of the world, I mean, Facebook, it has 500 million followers. Isn't that first, amazing? Five. I, I, I lo- so, and there's, a stru- there's business structures within that. That's what's most amazing is he's created a revolution. They say it's, it's like the second or, no, not second, it can't be, fifth or sixth largest uh, continent on the planet. I forget what it is, which number continent it is. It's third continent? Anyway, that's a lot of people. And there's business models within that. Not not just for him, but you and I. 500 million people on Facebook, but it's 500 million people who who have their pictures, their personal life, their telephone numbers. All this information is is up there and out there. Isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, and people are utilizing that um, for. Think about all the businesses that are residing on that now. I was looking to try to make reservations at a restaurant, and they they sent me to their Facebook page for a rest. They don't have a website anymore. Lots of people don't have websites, so it's evolving so quickly. So I think businesses can up can get up and running so much more quickly. Yeah. Well, that was my whole point. Technology. You have to be able to use Facebook, you, you know, Twitter. You use that in a different way. But that's a perf- that's a good example. Like you don't need a because think about it. Put doing a website is is it's it's costly. It takes time. It takes a lot of things. You don't but have you can to just anymore. Put this up on Facebook, and you then and people can refer to it. I mean, how long does that take? Exactly ten minutes. It's amazing. So you know, businesses. You know, that's a bold action. You don't want to start a business? Get a Facebook page. It will take you 20 minutes. And you're thinking a website's going to take you three months, but that's just old technology. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about, this is the other thing, investment, money. I mean, that's always an issue. But, boy, you can do things. I mean, being able to use Facebook as your your web page and doing everything uh, on the computer, you know, you can, it's, it's, or on the Internet, I should say, um, how much of an investment? It doesn't have to, you know, you can, you can kind of try the waters first before you even take the bold action because you have all this available to you without having to do a huge investment of your money, even of your time. Well, you know, that's a whole other topic that I think would be really great to talk about, and that is that people think in order to start business you have to have a lot of money. And I don't think that that's the case anymore. I think that there's, there's, it's so much easier to get the word out. There's so much less structure that needs to happen because nothing is, very seldom is a, 
entity brick and mortar anymore. Very, there's very few applications for brick and mortar. You want to sell clothing? Don't sell it in a store. Build a website. You know, build a store online. Yeah, I think one of the things is, I mean, brick and mortar, well, there are certain businesses that are brick and mortar, like real estate, for instance, although, I mean, you obviously use the, the, well, when you're looking for real estate, I mean, if you're going to make real estate investments, you can do it online, but you ask if you're going to get into the real estate business, that's kind of more brick and mortar. And, but what's the purpose of commercial real estate these days? And I think if you think about it, it's much more, um, it's where people come together. It's a space where you're wanting to bring people together for a certain reason. You know, whether it's a, one of my, my favorite examples is Art Attack. It's a franchise where you, kids go in with their, you know, parents or birthday parties and actually create art, and then they leave it there, they put it in the kiln, and that's a great purpose for brick and mortar. You, I mean, you can't, you can't do that on the Internet. No, you can't do everything on the Internet, but you can do a lot. Yeah. Well, we're going to take another break, and our guest is here, Lauren. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. We're going to take a break. World Talk Radio, you're listening to Voice America, uh, voiceamerica.com. And uh, our guest coming up is Ina Siegel. She's author of The Secret Language of Your Body. The Secret Language of Your Body. Um, and uh, she talks about visionary, intuitive healing. We have to find out what that is. We'll be back in a minute. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy the R every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. And you're listening to World Talk Radio, Voice America. You can go to voiceamerica.com. Uh, our guest this morning is Ina Siegel. Ina Siegel is the author of The Secret Language of Your Body, and she's here to talk to us that The Secret Language of Your Body involves visionary intuitive healing. We're going to find out what that is. Um, her book, The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness, um, 
is her book, Ina is considered an internationally respected healer. And in the book, she reveals the underlying energetic, emotional, and mental causes of hundreds of symptoms and medical conditions. Uh, this is not her first book. It's her second book. She's a radio personality, a television personality. And uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel, the renowned integrative uh, heal, uh, integrative medicine, he's uh, a physician, uh, has uh, given her an inspiring forward. Um, and says that the secret language of your body truly is the essential guide to restore your body to its healthiest state and assist you to heal your life. That's a lot of stuff, and I guess she has, uh, Ina has ten principles for doing that. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning. Thank you. I'm very happy to be on. Okay, this is kind of revolutionary. You know, let's talk about this. Okay, you're, Ina, you've been doing this for a long time. I guess it came out of your own personal experiences of suffering from back pain and not being able to get get any kind of relief from traditional medicine. So you uh, turn to kind of a self-healing uh, approach, um, and this transformed the way you saw, uh, I guess, healing one's pain, whether it's physical, emotional, mental. Yeah, definitely. I was suffering with a lot of back pain, digestive problems, psoriasis on my skin, and uh, I also had anxiety, and I was going to see everyone that I um, that I could think of, whether it was uh, doctors, physiotherapists, chiropractors, to kinesiologists, and just anyone who was into alternative medicine for quite a few years. And at one point, I got very disappointed because I was actually not getting better. But I was also going with an attitude that I was taught, which was 90% of success is just showing up. You know, and uh, I didn't really take any responsibility. I didn't think that there was any need for my own healing. And uh, uh, what happened was that I woke up one day and my back literally felt and looked twisted, and it was and I was in agony. And uh, I asked my husband at the time to, to drive me to the chiropractor's office. And when I got there, the chiropractor looked at me and he just said your body's stuck. And I thought, yeah, I know that part. What are you going to do about it? And he literally looked at me and said, nothing. And uh, I thought, well, what do you mean nothing? And uh, I got very angry. So when I was going home, I actually wasn't in as much pain. (laughs) (laughs) But, But when I got home, I started reflecting on the fact that and what he said, which was that my body was stuck, and to me, in a way, it was speaking a language, and I reflected on the fact that I already had to learn um, a new language once in my life when I uh, immigrated from Russia to Australia, and this was the second time that I had to learn the secret language of my body. I just didn't know exactly how to do it, and but I knew that my body was going to be my teacher, and because I had done quite a bit of um, training in terms of acting, before I was aware of meditation and breathing and um, feeling your emotions and things like that. So that's what I did. I literally just lay down. I relaxed my body as much as I could. I was breathing into it. I um, was counting backwards from 30 to get my mind busy. And uh, I was asking, I started asking my body questions about what was going on. And I started to receive answers and feelings and I also said if there was something that was divine out there that I needed help from that as well. 
And um, I also actually tuned in and saw what was happening inside my body. And uh, as this was happening, and it, I don't know, it took maybe 15, 20 minutes, I started to feel relief. And then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, about um, 70% of the pain was gone. And, well, let uh, me stop you here. I want to ask you, I mean, Ina, is that, what's the difference between that Mm-hmm. Um, and be, you're, you're in touch with your body. I mean, you let out a lot of that anger, and I'm sure that anger and that tension obviously is causing the back pain. But what's the difference between what you did and relaxing and falling asleep? Is that it, it sounds like meditation or like somewhat like mindful meditation, uh, but this is different. Uh, this is, I mean, well, we're calling this visionary intuitive healing. Is that is self-healing? Is that different than meditation, or is it? Oh, it's completely different. What I'm talking about now is just one little process that I've worked on, which was kind of the beginning of my exploration because um, at the same time, I actually literally saw exactly what my back looks like. And, um, you know, and I'm saying it not in kind of a very general way, but it was a bit more specific. I started asking questions like, if there was a thought, what would it be? And being open to receive an answer, you know, and then I asked about feelings, and then I asked about experiences, you know, that I've had, and then I also asked um, if all this, uh, if the pain was just mine, and I actually realized that uh, it wasn't, that it also came from things that happened with my family, you know, that uh, I was actually taking on from them. So um, it was on on many different levels. I was also actually put my hand on um, my back so that I could connect with it and feel it and uh, now when I teach it um, I add lots of different things like um, energy healing with color and uh, I also ask people to release um, whatever they're you know whatever they're holding on to and uh, we also use um, so we connect with that divine intelligence and we're also working with uh, different words and, and different ways of releasing it so um so in other words, we're releasing the pain. I mean, today there are 86 million Americans mm. are affected by chronic pain. We're talking about chronic pain. That's a lot of, we're a nation of pain. If we have 86 million, at least this is the statistic I have, Ameri- uh, uh, 86 million people are suffering, Americans uh, suffering from chronic pain. Um, so if we want to use this method, what do we do, though? Most of us go to our, reg- our doctor. I mean, put this in practical terms for us because it sounds like, wow, look what happened to you. Um, what do we do? I mean, I go to my doctor. I tell him I'm pain. The first thing he wants to do or she wants to do is give me medication. She, they want to medicate me. They've got all these painkillers. So how do we take your experience, read the book, uh, and then incorporate that with with kind of the the kind of uh, medical care that we are getting here in the United States. Okay, that's a great question, Catherine. Well, the first thing um, in the book, there is in, in the section for the introduction, there's a process. It's called exercise for tuning into your body, and it's you know it has some similarities with what I've just explained. But yesterday I did actually, I did a presentation at um, a bookshop and there was about 40 people and uh, literally I asked, you know, people who, you know, to put up their hands when they had pain and there was at least, I don't know, 15 people who did and uh, I guided everybody through this exercise and by the end there were um, at least 12 people, I think, who put up their hand and said, that they didn't have pain anymore. 
just from us doing this little exercise of um, relaxing the body, breathing into the pain. So breath is very important. Placing the hands on that part of their body, asking questions that I just mentioned with, you know, with a bit of time to receive the answers. And then um, I, I got them to do a very simple process in terms of pain relief, which is um, I got them to rub their hands together and visualize a color. And red is one of the best colors for pain relief. So as they rub their hands together, they're already uh, we're awakening the whole system because we have acupressure points all over our hands. And they relate to different organs inside the body. So they were really, you know, allowing the energy to move in, in their bodies. And then by placing their hands just next to each other, they, you know, once you've rubbed your hands, you start to feel the friction and tingling sensation. And then I got them to, as I said, visualize a ball of red energy. And everybody said they felt more heat and kind of heaviness in, in their hands. And then I asked them to place their hands on the part of their body where they had pain or discomfort, breathe it in. And uh, as they were taking it in, um, to visualize that it was going inside their body and dissolving that pain, literally. And then so I you helped to... I mean, this group of people and uh, suffering from chronic pain, just people that you met at, the, you know, at, a, at a book signing. But how do you, and again, getting back to the same question, how then do you, what's the response to the medical community? To, 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 well, to your book, but to the techniques that you propose in the book. How do you get them involved? I mean, are they threatened by it, or um, have you been able to get some physicians to be able to cooperate with you? To or, or how does that work? Well, actually, that's a, again a great question. I have been extremely lucky, and from the beginning when I wrote the book. Um, my partner and I, we decided that we were going to send the book to every um, uh, every person from every different modality, you know, whether it was doctors. And we tried to connect with more well-known doctors, including someone like Dr. Bernie Siegel and uh, um, Christian Northrop and uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, basically, you know, nurses, um, kinesiologists, healers, and so on. And one of the most amazing things that we found was that we got back, um, I guess, testimonials from maybe 100 different people from different modalities, and all of them gave the most amazing testimonials. And it just showed how you can, you know, uh, how all of them were able to embrace this work. And we had at least um, 10 or more very well-known doctors you know, including some that worked in cancer wards, including um, many from um, America, from Australia, from England. So we just had people from all different countries, and some of them said that they were skeptical at the beginning, but they tried it and it worked. So um, I think, think about this: like if, if you are as successful in being able to, and you are, uh, it's, uh, to use this this method or this way of self healing. Um, in terms of this huge problem that we have today uh, with the medical care and the cost and the expense, it would really alleviate a lot of the expenses if you can do some of this healing or this self-healing when it comes to chronic pain on one's own, if we can do that. I mean, we have uh, millions of baby boomers who are suffering from chronic pain, a huge population of the elderly. Uh, and, and if we could utilize your techniques, and they do work, we're uh, 
uh, think how much money we would be saving uh, in terms of health care. I agree, and I think that uh, I'm not saying that people in any way or form that people shouldn't go and work with their doctors or, you know, be under their doctor's care. But I'm so saying they should, that... So they should get a diagnosis, like, because if you have a pain, you want to know where it's coming from or why. Is that what you're saying? Definitely, but also, you know, there are times where people need to have medication. I really believe that. It's just that there are times where they can help prevent the pain or they can work with it um, in terms of self-healing. And so the idea is that even if you are on medication, you can still use this work to help yourself you know, maybe slowly kind of um, move out of it, obviously, with doc- with the care of a, a doctor. But um, there are times where, you know, a lot of people, I- I've, had, I've had literally thousands of emails, you know, from We're going to take a from- break right now, and we will be back with Ina Siegel. Ina is the author of The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness, a new way of looking at, I guess a new way, we're, we're kind of focusing on a new way of looking at your chronic pain and a new way of healing. It's a form of self-healing. Uh, and I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, a World Talk Radio. Uh, don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, by the way, keeping women connected on air with information and conversation. And this morning we are doing just that with Ina Siegel. She's author of The Secret Language of Your Body, if you're just joining us, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness. She has a unique way of um, teaching us about self-healing. We don't necessarily, if we're in, and and, and just to um, give somewhat of a... Um, a recap of what we've been talking about. There are 86 million American adults affected by chronic pain, and most of us go to the doctor. We get painkillers. We, it's very costly. It takes a lot of time. 
Ina has a whole new approach, and not saying don't go to the doctor, obviously, but her approach has to do with what she calls visionary intuitive healing, self-healing. We can heal ourselves. We have the ability to do that. And uh, in doing that, we can do that in conjunction with uh, with uh, uh, with standard medical procedures, I guess. Right? Um, Ina, talk to us about <clears throat> specifically what kind of a response have you gotten? I mean, are people skeptical? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it seems to me there would be a lot of skepticism associated with your um, approach to self healing. Because we're trained to, like, we got a problem, we go to the doctor, we get medication. That's kind of our... Yeah, interestingly, I haven't actually had that much in terms of, you know, just around me. But what I do say to people is, it's fine if you're skeptical. I think you should be, you know. I mean, there are so many things out there and so many people making claims, you know. So what I say to people is, don't believe me. You don't have to. Just try it. Um, if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, well, you know, you've tried something else, you know. But what I do get is so, so, so many people emailing me and letting me know how it works. And even, you know, since I've been in America, which has only been one week, I've had already so many people come up to me and tell me that they've got the book and they've tried it and it works. And literally the book's been out for two weeks here and it's in its third printing. So... Um, I'm kind of thinking that people are trying and something is happening. And even with my own experience, I had um, the other day where um, there was a woman and she was in a lot of pain, she had back pain, and I said to her, look, um, let me just try and help you for a minute. And uh, I had literally five minutes and I just tuned in and understood some of the emotions and energies and things that were happening to her. I talked to her about them. I said, you know, this hurt, this pain, this conflict. Do you know what I'm talking about? And she said, yes. And uh, I said to her, look, I don't have time to go any further right now, but I just want you to breathe and feel that and see if you can resolve it in yourself, um, giving her some processes from the book. And I literally said to her, I'd like you to visualize yellow and um, orange. And she said, why? And I said to her, again, I don't have time because I've got to run, but the information's in the book if you want to read about it, but just try it and I'm going to see you tomorrow. And literally this woman had been suffering for a couple of weeks and it was really intense pain. And the next day when I saw her, she said she was smiling. She said to me, you're not going to believe this, but I have no more pain. I can actually walk. And uh, she said to me, what you know puzzles me the most is that I really didn't believe that she could help me, you know, or that this was going to work. Yeah, so in other words, you had somebody who wasn't necessarily a willing patient or a willing client, and it still worked. I mean, you mentioned back pain. Back pain is a a huge, huge problem here, and I don't have the statistic on that. We have the 86 million Americans suffering from chronic pain, but millions of those are people suffering from back pain. I mean, I have a girlfriend, and I'm thinking about her, I mean, who has been suffering from back pain for years, has had two major surgeries. The surgery works for a week or two, not even that long, and then it's back to the same kind of uh, pain, and, and nothing has worked for her. So I'm thinking, boy, I should, re- I, I definitely need to send her to you or to read your book or to uh, respond to your website. Because um, it's really interesting. Can I just say that you say that that nothing else worked? And what I say to people about this, because I have seen so many people with back pain, is that if if it doesn't work in terms of surgery or in terms of structure, you know, whether you go to a chiropractor or a physio. 
it usually means that there are emotions involved and doctors cannot cut them out or they cannot, you know, or chiropractors cannot get them out unless, um, you know, they're a particular type of chiropractor. But really, you have to deal with the emotions as well as the structure. I, I mean, I think that that's... And that maybe even as part of the, you know, traditional psychology. I know I know myself. I mean, I have this sort of chronic pain sometimes in my leg. Well, it gets worse, if first of all, if I'm focusing on it or if I'm feeling upset about something. And then if I'm involved in something that I enjoy doing or I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm away from, kind of away from the pain emotionally, I don't feel it. But it, the thing is that what I want, what I, I'm trying to help people do is, Find what the emotion is, what what's going on, you know, that memory of what's sitting there and actually focus on or let go of it. So release it and then see what it feels like. And so often the pain leaves. What about with, how does this work? We will take a little bit, um, like with cancer patients. Because, I mean, for all instance, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, I have a friend who's going through chemotherapy and that can be extremely painful. Now, does this work in that kind of a situation? Well, you know, I've, again, I've heard feedback with people who've used that have found that it has, but um, I'm sure, you know, it, it so depends on the person and where they're at in their life. Um, so I'm not saying this is just, you know, for everyone. This is for people who really want to try something else, you know, and who are open to it. But what I would say is, um, even if you're having chemotherapy or radiation therapy, what your body needs is it needs to have some nourishment and energy back, right? So using some of the processes would be very helpful to support your system, you know, and to support you in kind of, um, you know, and having more energy and, and being able to handle radiation or, you know, chemotherapy better. So in other words, this would help you to be, you're saying you need nourishment, you need to feel better about yourself. All of that's going to help so that you're not going, you'll be, you'll have at least experience maybe less pain from the chemotherapy or from radiation. Yeah, less pain, more energy, more kind of uh, being more balanced inside your body so that you feel like you can handle it if that's the path you go on. Yeah. Are there specific kind, you know, we've kind of gotten into this a little bit. We talked about back pain or pain that you have from, uh, chemotherapy or radiation, any other kinds of chronic pain that it works, w- that this particular approach works with the best? I know it depends on the individual, but does it depend on what type of pain or where it's coming from or whether it's chronic or whether it's not chronic? It may be something that's just uh, short term. Well, I mean, the thing is, in terms of the short term, it works faster because you haven't had it for that long, right? So your body hasn't got it entrenched and um, what I say to people is, I mean, it can work on anything. There's no, we, I try not to label things. I just ask people usually for their symptoms and which parts of their body is, are affected. And the whole first section of the book is uh, about every single part of your body, you know, whether it's an organ or a muscle or, or whatever is going on. And it gives you information about some of the thought patterns, emotions, and actions that you may have um, done or experienced that are stored in that part of your body. And then there is a process. And what I say to people is if you have a disease like or an illness or whatever ailment, then 
what you want to do is you want to combine different processes in terms of for different parts of your body or different systems of your body. So there's information about the system so you are aware, you know, when something breaks down, it doesn't just break down in that part of, you know, in that organ. It might be breaking down in the system and, you know, it gives you an opportunity to understand it better. And then, you know, there's a section on color healing and how, and how colors can help with healing different conditions as well as emotions and how to use them and how to release, um, you know, heavy, uh, unhealthy emotions from your body. So what do we want to leave uh, listeners with today? Because we have a minute left. Uh, we have, uh, I'll mention, obviously, you read your book. It's uh, You can buy it uh, online, bookstores everywhere. It's Ina Siegel's book, The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness, uh, a kind of a new book, a new approach to self-healing. Um, and um, your website is www.edasiegel.com. Um, what else? Got about 30 seconds. Okay, well, I just really believe that the idea is that people have a choice. And try it out and see. Maybe it will work for you and it might change your life. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you. I'm Catherine Zox and I'm your social worker with a microphone and you've been listening to me and uh, business coach Lauren Beller-Blake and Enos Siegel, The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness. Thanks so much for joining us on Voice America and World Talk Radio. Hope you had a great day and we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.